CJ Sabog, number 15. The speed of Pico, he's in, score! Sprint by Elsinio, flag stays down, Elsinio is in, Elsinio with a goal. Hello everyone, this is the Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW News Radio's Greg Willandini. And I am Mike Servideo from Philly Soccer Page. And don't have a guest this week, but we do have a lot of conversation. We're talking about the Union as they get ready to go out to Colorado, talk a little U.S. national team. And we, uh, we talk about the Union in the greater Philadelphia sports landscape. We get a little philosophical for you Ooh. guys. Yeah, it's a little scary, but uh, so let's get to it. So, no guests this week, strangely. This is a series of conflicts and things like that. But we have union talk for you because we're here for you, the listener, our <laughs> listening public, and you want to hear union stuff, and we're here to bring it to you. Um, so, you know, another kind of stop-start week for the union. No game last Saturday. I can't wait till we're on it every week. Yeah, this is, kind of, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess the first bye week was uh, because of Seattle and their – CCL, which I think I knocked down anyway, so whatever. Um, the second one was built in because it was international break, right. so that's whatever. I mean, they could have played, but you know, there's other MLS teams played, but they didn't, so whatever. Um, and now, you know, it's our first, the Union's first road game out to Colorado. They flew early this week. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And Jim talked about it in his press conference a lot, uh, just getting acclimated to the weather because it's a bit colder out there right now. And I think, uh, uh, Ali Bedoya on his Instagram was showing when they landed at the airport and just kind of windswept snow yeah. and all of that and 30 some degrees. So there was that and, you know, in the altitude, obviously, and that's something that's always a little tricky uh, playing any sport out there, I think, in, in the Mahide City. It, it is. I was out there in uh, September to do some hiking and it definitely took two or three days of right of uh, of walking around to get get the get my breath sorted out so mm-hmm. i can't imagine what it's like playing a 90, 90 minute soccer game right and it's and it's not only that and he mentioned like you know you try to get the ball forward and what you think is going to be a 20 yard maybe a chip's going to turn into 30 just because yeah. you know the air gets under a little bit more out there so you have to you know judge things like that so you know it's 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 a it's a good idea and they're yeah, you're looking for every edge you can on the road, and there weren't a good road team last year. A lot of teams weren't good road teams last year. That's true. I mean, MLS, it's something they got, I think, on the league level, they really need to look at. But, you know, individual teams, you're, you're looking for an edge, and, you know, you don't charter flights or anything, or you don't have that many charter flights. There's, like, a limit on that. So getting out there early, doing all that stuff, getting acclimated, and so hopefully it pays off. Uh, Colorado, you know, they're 0-1-1, and then they had a 2-2 Draw against Kansas City, which is you know, always a always a tough go, no matter when you yeah. get Kansas City. And they have a young coach out there, and uh, Anthony Hudson, and so I'm, uh, I'm not sure what they're going to get out there. I think it's going to be a tough game. That's one thing you do know about Colorado. I mean, they are kind of a bunker hard, yeah. hard team to they break were, down. Yeah, they were last year. I haven't seen them play yet this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think one of the things that's going to be different definitely over the first two games is that they're going to see a team with a two striker set. Yeah. Um especially at home. So I think you're you'll you'll really get to test the metal of Austin Trusty um this this week. Um so I think I think that's going to be interesting to see how they match up going up against two mm-hmm. forwards. Um I think we'll probably see Matt Real start at left back. I think 
I'm getting that sense. More and more I am. If you had asked me last week, and uh, I said it at least a couple of days ago, I was kind of talking with some people, but just hearing Jim and more and more I'm thinking, kind of ruminating on what he talked about. I think uh, I think he's going to be out there. I if, if it was me or my instincts right were, you should probably see Gaddis on the road, you know, and, get, and let Real come in at home, a little not as much pressure. But Jim wants to throw these guys out there and and it's on on the D and yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think there's a good chance that you will see them with the, the way that they've talked about it and just the, the the way that the season has gone so far. You know, we've we've heard about this union commitment to the youth and. I think that they're finally sticking to it this year, so mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if, if he's a starting left back. Yeah. Uh, what's the rest of your team look like? Pretty much what we've seen so far, you yeah. think? I, th- I don't I don't see any changes. I, I, I think it'll be interesting what he chooses to do on the right wing if he wants to give Corey Burke a 60-minute run instead of a 15-, 20-minute run. Uh, I don't think Baby and Herbers has been impressive. Um, yeah, he hasn't done enough to, for me. And, you know, I'll, I'll say again, I'm a big Fabian fan, but... He's not making the spot his own right now quite yet. Yeah. And you have an option with Burke, and Burke looks pretty good. And he gives you a different dimension than, than Herbers gives. He's bigger he's bigger and stronger. And in a game against Colorado, knowing kind of what we know about them, you know, maybe bigger, stronger might might be better. Yeah. You know, I, th- it's, I think it's an interesting conversation, and I, I, I imagine that Jim Curtis is thinking about it a little bit. Uh, I won't be surprised to see Fabian Herbers start again. Um, but I, I definitely think that you have to give Corey Burke a, at least a thought out on that right wing. And he addressed it, and it's something we I think we talked about tactically what they're doing in the midfield with uh, Jochel and uh, Bedoya, because you know in the last game you take both of their kind of their heat maps and their yeah, passing very maps right. very right biased to the right, <laughs> not politically. Yeah, we're not talking politics, you know, but. Um, yeah, very, very biased to the right throughout the game. And both of them kind of running on the same balls or kind of running to the same spot and not really giving them. So you, you, you would assume the union broke that tape down and said, okay, okay, you stand here, yeah, you stand here. And then when he goes here, you go here. I mean, that's the, you're looking at Dashkel's first game. Yeah. I think that's stuff that they're going to sort out. Mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about it. If it becomes a trend over two or three games to start the season, then I think it's, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think we. I mean, we heard that about Dutch Kels too. That he he drifts to the right. We know the Bedoya drifts to the right. Um, Bedunian doesn't drift to the left as much as we thought he does. He just passes no. to the left. He passes more. a lot to the left, but he stays relatively central. I he think. Does. I think he. he, he stays I was just kinda... curious, so I looked at his heat map from the first two games, and it's yeah. it's very central. Yeah. Um. But I, I I think I think they'll they'll sort that out. I'm mm. I'm interested to see what the chemistry looks like after yeah. another two weeks of of training together, um, against a a, a different style of team too i think yeah. there might be a little bit more room in the midfield for them to operate against a team that has two strikers i'm definitely excited to see that and you know what dutch hell can do um and just kind of getting other guys involved because the com had a struggle against colorado i mean against columbus um i think he was just well marked and columbus had a very good game plan to deal with him uh and he's a guy they know i mean they you know from playing in Chicago, I mean, he's, I mean, it comes a known quantity. He is definitely in known quantity in MLS, and so, so I mean, there's a book on him. So you, you know, defenses know how to play, and, and Columbus is, is a pretty good team, and that draw looks a lot better after what they did to, uh, after what they did to yes. DC. Um, it does. And a side note, how's 
Ben Olson still have a job? I mean, every you know, <laughs> he's a local guy up here. You and know, he's, I, the way and that he's I thought, popular in the league, but the way man. that I, the way that I thought about it last year is that last year was a tank year for DC. They're waiting on the new stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still waiting on the new stadium. <laughs> they're playing at the the Maryland oh, Soccer man. Plex. What a mess that Just, is. You know, I don't want to touch that conversation. Yeah, that's it's tw- not good. <laughs> it's twenty miles, twenty miles from the middle of nowhere in Maryland. Yeah, and seemingly not the best facility, according to some of the players in the league. No, but um, yeah, no, I think that the result against Columbus looks a lot better after what they did down in DC. Yeah. Um, and I think people thought DC was going to be better than they are so far. So I, I think I think you'll take that point. But, yeah, now in retrospect, it doesn't look all that bad because you know they put a thumping on the. Uh, on DC, um, but I digress. So, talking about the union going to Colorado, I, I you want to see Judge Gell maybe more central or more getting into space so he could bring other players in. You, you want to? I do. I just I want to yeah. see him more on the ball. Yeah, because if he's more on the ball, that's a defender that's coming coming towards him. That's not in the comp's face. It's not on your right winger's face. It's, you know, that's that's a guy that's kind of coming to him and hit in the. What we're hearing about Dutch Kell is he can get out of tight spots. You saw a little, a little bit of that. You saw kind of hints of that. Like he he had a couple guys on him. He could kind of move out of that situation and get to an open man. That's kind of what the union really need because if you're going to have guys keying on a calm game in and game out, you're going to need somebody that can pull the defender off of him. Right. I th- I think so. Um, you know, I, I think you get Dutch Kell the ball a little bit more. You get him spraying passes around. Hopefully you get him putting balls behind for a comp to run onto, which mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were able to do a lot against no. Columbus. I, th- I think they'll have a little bit more room to operate against Colorado. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the union sets up on the road this year because I, I think that they were they were really uh, conservative on the road last year to a fault. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I, I was really impressed with the high press against Columbus in the opening 20, 25 minutes of that, that game two weeks ago. So I, th- I think that's going to be interesting to see how 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 the press works on the road, how the press works against a team that uh, is going to play with two strikers and maybe leave a little bit more room in the midfield. Yeah, I think I think you can learn a couple you, of things. Yeah, and you have more. I think you have more dimensions offensively than you did last year, so you maybe can break out of your shell a little more. You know, again with the common with Dutch Gell and what you know, kind of what they do for the other players, and with a guy like. Burke, you know, it's still tough. They don't have Fafa back yet where you could really utilize his speed on both flanks. But, you know, once he gets back, yeah, they have so many more dimensions offensively that, you know, where you got stuck in a spot where you can't break a team down on the road, they might be able to. You think back to, like, the L.A. game where L.A. was last year where L.A. was dreadful and kind of three points were sitting there for the union. You thought you could, you know, they could – Step and get him, and they didn't. I mean, it turned out that that game kind of was a catalyst that turned into a nice run for them eventually. But that you know, just kind of in a vacuum, you thought they could kind of get something a little more they than they got. Something out of that game, yeah, a little more. Than they, yeah, um, yeah. So, what else can we talk about with this game? It's tough without a, a game to kind of yeah. go off of. I think, last I think week. Uh, the center back, young center back McKenzie, going to be on the bench. Yeah, he's going to be on the bench. Um, sounds like Real is probably going to start. I think you read between the lines, and Jim Curran won Real out there day one. But, I mean, I think he had he had a nick. You know, he was nicked up a little bit in camp and was never quite in the groove they wanted him to be. Still got called up from the national team and were able to get him back. So, 
I don't think it long. I don't think it's a big problem. Whatever kind of went on in camp, I think you know just things happen, injury, and all that. But I think Jim's wanting this guy ready to go from day one. Yeah, let's see. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> if I if we're if we're committing to youth, let's commit to youth. Yeah, and, you and know, if he's if if he doesn't have a good performance, then we can ask for Ray Gaddis back. <laughs> sure, Fab. Well, Fab's uh, Fab, Fab's uh, out three for to a six while. weeks. Three to six. Um, Richie's Apparently out. he was walking with a cane, which I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> not not because <laughs> I don't like Fabinho, but I just Fabinho is a funny guy. Yeah, you know, I'm sure and, he would have. And he, he, yeah. he probably hammed it up a little bit. I'm you know. positive that he did. And it was probably <laughs> glorious, right? You know, and you know, and you're gonna have McKenzie on the bench because Richie's out, and uh, you know, and you have Keegan on the right, and Keegan for, through the first two games looks like the Keegan so far. We thought so we far, thought so he good. would be. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see him get forward just a little bit more too. Uh, I, I think so, and again, it's it's. Depends on who's in front of him. I mean, with, with especially I mean, he, especially in Columbus, with with Fabinho, uh, with with uh, Fabian kind of having an off game. Yeah, I, I think Keegan's at his best when he could connect with people. I agree. That's big part of his game is connecting. It was it was interesting too because I asked him in the in the locker room after the game against Columbus uh, what he thought of Corey Burke's performance, and he he did make a comment that. Uh, he he needs a little bit more time to get the chemistry down with Corey, just in that picking up defensive cues, knowing mm-hmm. who's going to ru- make a run, knowing wh- where where the ball is going to go, and things like that. So I, I think that's a, that was an interesting comment to hear from him, and, and it makes sense though. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's played with Fabian for two two and a half seasons now. I, I think that the chemistry is going to come though. Yeah, if, if, if Corey keeps getting a run out on that right wing, they'll 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 start to sort it out a little bit uh, more for sure, for sure, and. Uh... It's more and more looking like Josh Harrow might be the man look on the outside looking in. It certainly feels like it. Because he's not, I guess there's an injury issue, but he's not getting, he's not even getting time at Bethlehem right now. And he's a guy that's going to need minutes. If we saw kind of what happened to him at the end of last year when he barely had any minutes and just, you know, it was just a lot of bad decision making and bad timing and all that. Um, he might, you know, he might be the guy that's kind of look, looking. Looking on, looking on the inside. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been at training to see what McKenzie has been like. All right, um, but it it certainly seems like it could be that way. I think he's got he's got some work to do. Mm-hmm. I think you, you'll learn a lot about Josh Yarrow this season. I think so. Yeah, you know, if he, you know, this, this could be similar to what Keegan went through last year, and just it's a gut check in what he can do <laughs> presented that situation. Yep. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I'd love to touch on the the conversation we just had in the hallway for a few minutes before we started this with uh, with our good friend Matt Leon. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, you know, Matt's a guy who's our uh, sports anchor here at KW News Radio, and you know, does a lot of union stuff on air and on on uh, and digitally and all that. We've had him on the show a few times, and uh, it's something I hope Matt doesn't mind us bringing him up, but uh, it's something Matt and I have talked about privately about kind of missed opportunities for the union. Yeah. And when it was maybe three, four years ago when the Philadelphia sports scene was a bit of a desert, you, you, you know, you had the Phillies, the, the aging remnants of the 08 team kind of hanging out with big contracts and they're not getting any traction. The Flyers were similarly saddled with some bigger contracts and 
you know, we're quite bit directionalist. We're talking, you know, three, four years ago, the beginning of the process for the Sixers and the total disillusionment with Chip Kelly with the Eagles. Yeah. So the Philly sports scene was pretty barren. It was, it was <laughs> what it was. It was ripe for the taking. Right. It, it was. And, and the union have so much time to themselves. I mean, it's usually just them and the Phillies. Just kind of the the meat of the MLS season is usually they're just kind of going up against baseball. And most cities, you know, and some cities are the only game in town in the summer. Um, some cities are the only game in town overall. You know, but you know, I think of Salt Lake. It's just them and the and the and the Jazz and stuff like that. And you know, college sports. And, but but on the professional landscape, um, you know, in, in Portland City, it's a two-sport team with, you know, with the, I mean, they love to play, you know, Trailblazers up there, but, you know, the, the Timbers are, are really part of the sports yeah. scene in Portland. So you fast forward to now where it, this is the best kind of uptick in Philadelphia sports I can remember in a while, probably since 08. Yeah, Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Flyers are rounding into a contender again. The process is working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Sixers close to the playoff spot? Uh, yeah, yeah. The is Sixers are going to playoff okay. spot. They have some of the most exciting players in the NBA. They have Joel, Joel Embiid, who's like one of the most exciting athletes, yeah. full stop. Um, the Phillies are just bringing in all this youth, and they have a young manager who's, who's, who's quirky, but he's interesting. And, you know, he's, he's a very much kind of a, a, a new. Model manager using you know the, the you know analytics and, and sabermetrics and all that and he's a guy you know win lose or draw Phillies are a team you're going to talk about just because they got the youth and they're doing stuff in a different way. Uh, I get everybody and Villanova is knocking on the door there yep. of their uh, of of NCAA tournament championship. They you know going into the final four again and the union. <laughs> Three four years ago, had that opportunity to really stake their claim in this city, and they, they, it just kind of slipped away. And I think this year is going to be a good year for the union. I, I honestly do. It's are they a playoff year? Maybe, probably, uh, <laughs> maybe, probably. But I think it's going to you're going to see a cohesive year out of the union. You're going to see a plan. You're going to see them playing the youth. You're going to see them, I think, being interesting and exciting offensively for the first time in a very long time. I think Jim Curtin has Jim Curtin has grown a lot as a coach. I think his coaching staff is really filled out. We could talk about Dick, Dick Schroeder, Trader, Schroeder, Trader. Yeah, we could talk about him <laughs> in a minute. But his, I think, he finally has a full complement of assistants. Yeah. And he even said in his press conference he can kind of be the CEO a little more. He could kind of he doesn't have to be, you know, in it day in day out. Every, with every, he's got the guys around him he trusts that he could kind of have his plan delegated to them and they can make it work. And he could work on the things that head coaches are supposed to work on. You know, kind of the big more big picture stuff. So all that said, um, they're they're going to they could get lost this year. They can, I, you know, I, I think that, that that's going to be the interesting thing for the union is if, if they can make their mark on the in the Philly sports scene over the next couple of months. I, th- I think that the the Flyers will make the playoffs. The Sixers are going to be in the playoffs. So you have hockey and basketball 
probably floating around until the end of April at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know much about the Phillies. I'll be honest. I'm not a baseball person. But they're going to be interesting. I mean, they're going to be yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're Hoskins, you got uh, uh, you know, a couple of the guys that are coming up to Young. Um, they're going to be a team you're going to be interested in watching. You know, they're not going to be doormats. <laughs> so I think that's going to be the question about going to Union games. Is it is it a team that's interesting to watch? I think I think the the fan experience at, at Union games is good. Mm. I think I, I do. I do. I think I, I think I've taken people that are outside either, of, outside of the stadium being in Chester, which none of us love. Mm. The experience is good. I think the sight lines of the stadium are fantastic. I think the atmosphere is great when the the stadium is full. Yeah. Um, I think you can go with your buddies and have a good time. I think you can go with your family and have a good time. Yeah. I, I think you can hang out in the the parking lot and and meet lots of fun like minded people. So I think that that works well for the union. But winning games works really well for getting people in the stadium. Oh, not nothing. They, they have to. They have to be at least competitive. <laughs> Nothing succeeds like success, yeah. and you know, and you bring up Chester, and that situation is what it is. And I, I don't think it would be that big of an issue if they were winning. Yeah, I, think I mean, right. I, I think there's, and Matt DeGeorge some wonderful work. If you haven't read it, go to the Delco yes. Delco Times. Matt did a two part. Well, I think it was like a two part and kind of an addendum series on mm-hmm. the union, their place in in the community in Chester, and all of that. And, you know, there was a lot of promises that, I'm not going to say were broken, but haven't quite come to fruition. We'll say that. That's, that's a uh, and, say it. And, you know, the first couple of years when they were, A, they were new and they were pretty fun, and B, they were really good in their second year and were in first place for a long stretch and a playoff team, nobody really talked about Chester, it being in Chester. I mean, you may grumble about the SEPTA thing, but it was a great, it was a product you wanted to be around. You know, as things kind of started to fracture and through the Sakavich years and all that, that became more of an issue. And I think it's something, and you know, they've talked a lot about improving the transportation situation and they have the Uber lot there that people can utilize and things like that. Um, but again, it's sports and sports are what about what? Winning. Yep. And, and championships and things like that. And if you can get an exciting team that's going to win, those issues aren't as big. And aren't as much of a problem. Having, again, having said all that, just the, the landscape of the Philadelphia sports, it's just going to be so tough because your your dad, or mom and dad, or or whatever, and you got a couple kids, and it's you have the option go a Phillies game, a Union game, Flyers game, section, you, you know, and all those teams are doing something exciting in the Union. And you're, you may be a, a tangential Union fan. You like soccer because your kids play and you're a little bit into it. And you you think back, oh, didn't they like, they had some guys that were really good, but they traded all those guys. And, you know, that it was a thing with their owner. And that, that was the other th- weird thing with their coach. And so those are the things that are kind of room, you know, we're, we're closer to it. We're into it. We, we have answers for those questions. Not, not everybody does. So you have those kind of thoughts kind of running through your head. So, so you you know you have your your options laid out in front of you. I'll go to the Phillies because I know I'm getting with the Phillies. I don't know I'm getting with the Union. I don't know yet. You know I'll go. Hey, the Flyers are making the playoffs. I got a chance to go to a playoff game. I'm going to a Flyers playoff game. It's the same day as a Union game. That's what I'm choosing. 
Yeah. And I think one of the other problems, too, is that the union being so dysfunctional for so long, you've lost a lot of the, the goodwill from the, oh, yeah. the, the soccer community in this area, which is a fantastic area for soccer. I think that the, the Philly area itself is really good. The suburbs are equally as good for, mm-hmm. for drawing people. And I, I think you see that at Union Games, people from New Jersey, people from Delco, people from Monaco, wherever. But um, I, I think it's <clears throat> I think it's it's difficult. And we've seen this on the comments on the Philly soccer page of people saying, I gave up. Yeah. After last year, I was so fed up with this team, I gave up my season tickets. And it certainly feels like it when you're in the stadium. The, the first two games of the season, I know the weather hasn't been great yet. Yeah, and the 2 o'clock start didn't help. The 2 o'clock start against Columbus didn't help either, but there was nobody there for that. That was one of the the lowest attended Union games I've been to on a Saturday in a long time. League match, it it really was. I mean, I know they announced 15,000, but I can't say that there was 10,000 people in the stadium. (sighs) There was no way there was 15,000 people. and I mean, it was tickets sold. That's fine and all. But I think even if those people that, that got rid of their season tickets don't, immediately renew them and don't start showing up again. They at least have to get those people back on board to talk about the team in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Cuz people have not talked about this team in a positive way in a long time and rightfully so. Right. Cuz we I mean we're we're as guilty as anybody of of being negative when it's right to be negative. I remember our, it was a few years ago. I uh, had Spike Askin on, those of you who know Spike from our sister station WIP who's kind of runs things over there. Spike's a great guy. Spike is not a soccer guy, quote unquote. Won't can't tell you Real Madrid from this or that, but no sports and spent the Union games. Enjoys the live aspect of soccer. This is I'm going off of my wrist a while ago, and we're talking about okay, how do you get people to talk about that on WIP? And it's like you know the Eagles are king; they're always going to be king. And then you have kind of you have to divvy stuff up from there. But he he said, and the point he made, and the point we, we kind of talked about is. You have to demand more from your team to get – don't demand more from your media outlets. You know, does it sound like he's shifting the responsibility around? Yeah, but demand more from your team to be relevant, and then the media outlets will come. It's not enough to just have a team, especially in a four-sport city like Philadelphia. If Again, this is Portland. No slight on Portland. They have the, they have the Trailblazers. You know, storied basketball franchise out there, but it's one team. Yep. Um, Seattle, who has you know a lot of success in the NFL, you know, lost their NBA team. Doesn't have an NHL team. Yep. Mar- the Mariners, yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming. The Mariners are kind of a up and down franchise. I mean, I think there's a, a good loyal loyal base for the Mariners out there, but and you know the Sounders filled that vacuum. Mm-hmm. Something we just talked about the union doing. They they were able to fill that vacuum. So it, it's tough, and people grouse about, well, they're not relevant in Philadelphia. Well, they're not quite relevant in MLS either. I mean, that has to come first. I yeah. mean, they have to be a team that is consistently in the playoffs. They have to be a team that can retain good players, which they weren't for mm-hmm. and ha- haven't been up to up to now. Like we're trading the Latus and. You know, guys, people that people identify, like the Far fans were gone, and Jack McInerney and Shane Williams and all these guys that kind of were identified with the team or, you know, have moved on. You know, I just, we're, I don't know if I'm rambling a bit here, but 
And it's tough because I think they're on this year, more than any year, you know, maybe since the second year, this year they're very much on the right track with things. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope so. It's, it's, it's tough. It's two games. Days. I know. It's two games. I understand that. But the it you feel, I agree, talking it, about... It feels, it feels like it. It feels talking, like it being down there in Chester, it feels different this year. Talking does. about youth, but actually doing it. Yeah. Actually rolling the dice with a backline of all academy, or draft picks and academy guys that are young. Uh, Anthony Fontana starting your, your your home opener, yeah, and being a part of your team, a piece in your puzzle, which he is definitely going to be. Yeah, bringing up a guy—I mean, Gordon Brooks not a young guy, but bringing a guy that you work through your system, a guy that you utilize Bethlehem Steel for to to get a guy ready to bring up to your main club. You know, you're you're, you're they're on the right track, but. Now things have changed so much. It's like, is anybody going to notice? Yeah, you know, and I think I think uh, April has to go right. Too. Yeah, I, I think you have a chance to to do well for yourself in April. You have you have a home game against San Jose. Um, you are home against Orlando, who's struggled to start the season. You're um, away to Dallas, which is tough, and then you're home to DC. So you've got three winnable home games mm-hmm. in a month. Um, hopefully the weather is going to be a bit, a bit better in April. Yeah. Um, and couldn't maybe, be worse. Oh <laughs> it couldn't be worse. I hate cold days of town. It's cold in the man. Uh, that that wind, wind, off, wind off the river. That went off the river, man. It's not comfortable. No. So I, I, th- I think you know it goes. It goes a long way grabbing nine points mm-hmm. in April. It does. And if you, and if you grab nine points in April, you're going to be probably in the top three in the East still. Yeah. And we've talked already on the show about how the early season is going to matter for the union because the schedule gets tougher after after April. Right. And it gets really tough into July and mm-hmm. August. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, big start and getting points and, and, and doing it with a little, little bit of verve and a little bit of flares. All these things are never, important. That never hurts. No, I mean, that that's going to be really I mean, important. I mean, I think that's what, what's made – I mean, the Sixers have been fun this year yeah. in the way that they, they've been – Fairly successful, but they've also been successful like playing fun basketball. They're, yeah, they're these are people you want to watch. Yeah. I mean, you want to watch Ben Simmons. You want to. Yeah. You want to know what Embiid's going to do. And now that Fultz is who couldn't yeah. hit the side of a barn now can put the ball up from anywhere on the court. It looks like, and so yeah, you're excited, and you want to be. You want to see people get excited like that for Anthony Fontana. Yeah. For yeah, you know, Austin Trusty making a, a great defensive move to, right. to break up a play and save it, save a save a game, or or scoring a big header. You want to, you know, you know, I, I CJ Sapong being right. the bull in the china shop and just being going to throw it out there, being like a tough Philly guy and just knocking sure. defenders off. You you want to do it? You, you want to do it with personality? You do. You I, I think I think that that will go. Some ways to to, yeah. to convincing people that this is real this year. Yeah, and, and it, well, and will it bring back people? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's, there. there's some ill will out there. <laughs> a lot of people were burned, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't blame them. I mean, you, you make it through the Sakavich year, and it's the first year or so the Ernie era, and things weren't. I, I think a lot of people wanted things to move a little faster than they did, and you know. We've talked to Ernie. Ernie does things the way he wants to do at his pace. Yes, we know and, that, and we know that. And 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 he doesn't talk to us about. That's <laughs> so what we know about Ernie Stewart. And it's you know it can be a tough sell, and it's it's you know it's it's a tough sell to people. It's like who've been here since day one, who've seen, who are excited about the team, 
and then Saul get dismantled a few times and again all this bad will and it's just the you know, attendance leaking out and all that. So yeah. uh Wow, that was heavy stuff, man. Yeah, we man. gotta move on. Yeah, we weren't even planning on talking about that. No, and we that kind of went that went in a direction. <laughs> um yeah, but yeah, US uh, US national team. They yeah, they beat Paraguay. They beat Paraguay. They got a W. Got some young kids out there. Uh, yeah, not as many as they should have. No, um, they still don't. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, you know, the, who's the head coach going to be? But that's probably going to be in July, or early August. I think that, it's, that yeah, it's going to be after the World Cup. I think. Um, but it, you know, it was good to see some debuts. Um, you know, I thought I thought the defense played really well against a, mm-hmm. a Paraguay team that can attack. Um, I thought I thought you know Matt Miazda and uh, Carter Vickers were, were really strong. I thought uh, Stefan looked really a short yeah. goal local guy. Um, I was I was excited to see uh, Novakovic get yeah. his first run out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reading, cool, Reading FC guy. Yeah, was that the one? The, the cool story about they had the picture of his mom in the yeah, stands yeah, and she's was. crying. Yeah. yeah, I think he had know, eleven family members. Yeah, there. no, that's cool. I mean, that's a great that's a great story. Yeah, that, that's a cool story for 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 him and. Uh, yeah, you got you know, you got to see what you got, and it sounds like the center backs were kind of the stars of the show, and they really yeah. stepped up. And I, th- I think I think the complaint about that game is that you only made four subs, yeah, um, and two of them uh, after eighty five minutes, one in the ninetieth minute. What you flew some of these guys halfway around the world right. to be there, you know, and you give you give uh, um, what's his name from PSG, uh, uh, Tim Ware, Tim Ware, yeah. You give him five minutes at the end no, of the game. You got, you, the the Tim, guy's gotten on in you three talk, of the last five PSG games. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy to get excited about. Like yeah. We're talking about a union. Tim Ware's a guy you get excited yeah. about. I mean, guy running, he's pl- running the wing in the French League, yeah, burning pl- people, playing right. for PSG. He's got, he's got the pedigree. His, you know, his dad was you know an all-time great. Yeah. And, you know, and George Ware, I mean, it, it's it's you want to talk about Getting people excited—that's a guy you can get excited yeah. about. You know, a guy that's he comes that's, on the eighty-six minute. You know, he could be a guy that for Marky Delgado. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be a guy that kind of you know the other guy with Pulisic, the guy that kind of grows up with it. You know, yeah, kind of the the, the 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 you know Donovan and and uh, and Dempsey kind of a dynamic. Like those could be your two guys that you know you, you get excited about with this national team. Yeah, and and even Novakovic, you you bring him on seventy-seven minutes for Bobby Wood. <laughs> I yeah. like Bobby Wood, yeah. but Bobby Wood's a known quantity for right. MLS. And he, he wasn't. He wasn't exactly. He wasn't lighting the world on fire exactly in that game. Either, no, either so. he, scored, he scored the goal, but it's from the yeah. penalty spot. Right, and he wasn't like you know. That was, that was a good penalty. Uh, yeah, from uh, was it Tyler Adams made that really great run from mm-hmm. the, the the deep on the left side. I thought he was he was right. strong. He's looked very good. Yeah, and but all all this is tough because you don't know who the new coach is going to be and yeah. what, what, what what they're going to want and stylistically what they're going to do and and I'll say damn, damn it's to watch a, a game right before the World Cup mm. and know that the USA is not in the World Cup. I still it's it's going to be hard. I still think they should do the NIT tournament, man. They all the you know, France and the, you know, everybody just... Something. <laughs> it's <Man>. kind of... <laughs> that'd be fun. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't it's know. Probably, it's probably ultimately a bad idea, but yeah, it could be fun. Um, did, you, uh, did you catch the news from... Was it... Uh, <clears throat> Who was uh, racially abused in Russia this this time around? It was uh, the Chelsea striker that just went to Dortmund. Um, yes, yeah. That, I mean, that's why. That's what we have to look forward to. I guess it's going to be a mess because that's uh, that's what you get when you play in Russia. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't. You know, we we we, we tend not to get into politics, but 
we, we, we all know kind of. But we all can agree that racism is bad. <laughs> racism is absolutely bad. So, I mean, I yeah, don't have to no, get no, into I'm, politics yeah, to say yeah, that I mean, racism I'm, I'm, is I don't, bad. I don't want to talk about the whole Russia stuff, but yeah. it's, it's, it's dispiriting and depressing. And we saw how the Russian fans were in Euro. Yeah. Um, and I, it was even where, more disappointing that UEFA came out today and didn't find the Russia Federation. It's just like they can get away with it. That's, right. that's the frustrating that's, thing for that me is, all of that, the time. That, that is annoying. At that, what point is there a line? Right, and and when and even when the punishment does come down, it's generally you know it's, it's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It's not, not anything that's going to really you know elicit change. I mean, the, the Euros. Remember, the Russian fans, the Russian ultras were like, "Well, now we're the we're the roughest, we're the toughest fans." You know, we're not, we're tougher than England. Everybody's like, "This is not a competition anymore, guys." We've kind of, everybody's kind of moved on from that. Yeah. This is not you know an ideal how we want to kind of present the game anymore, and you know they're really. They're going for it, man. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be rough. It's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this World Cup because um, of that. You know, I I think it's gonna. There there could be some some really sad and frustrating storylines. Yeah, I mean, if that's what we're gonna see, that's what's gonna be expected. I mean, I hope not, but I don't know, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, before we go, we gotta do this prediction thing because people call Please. us out if we don't. Um, I'm gonna stay optimistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to say Colorado sneaks one in, uh, breaks the shutout streak, but I think I think 2-1. I'm going to say nil-nil. I'm going to say the shutout streak lives on. <laughs> Union get a point, and they come back with a clean sheet. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'd, if, if you ask me what I'd rather have, I'd rather have three points and a clean sheet, but... Yeah, you know, it's I, not, I would too. Not a terrible option, I guess. Um, I'd, I'd still take it. I always take a draw on the road. Yeah, yeah, and I'm less a draw. Well, on the road when the points thing. are there to take them, go yeah. for them. But yeah. I always take the draw going yeah, into I, the I, game. That's always you know. We'll see at the 80th minute what it looks like if it's like nil at the 80th minute and yeah, I wouldn't you know yeah, they, they exactly put, they put Derek Jones in and uh, yeah. No, yeah. I'd rather see Corey Burke. I'm with you, Corey. I mean, but Jones, yeah, Jones like to kind of. No, if they're going to put Jones in to close it out or they're yeah. going to put Burke in to, to go for a goal, I want to see Burke. Right, right. But I'm, I'm assuming maybe jo- Burke's starting. That's like sure. my, my okay. hope. But, yeah, you, you know, I mean, yeah. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, hopefully we'll have a guest lineup next week. Just the union's travel situation kind of precluded some of that. But uh, we have a good, uh, hopefully a good guest lineup for for next week. And uh, we'll thank everybody for listening. And uh, uh, we'll see you next week.